Welcome to the Better Mint Podcast. I'm your host, Mint Miller, here because I know I'm meant for more, and I'm willing to bet that you are too. This show is meant to help you realize that your dreams and your voice are worth something, and you don't have to accept your circumstances if you don't want to. When we have self-awareness and do a bit of self-reflection and start to realize it's okay to set limits and boundaries to protect our inner peace, a transformation happens. Sometimes it just takes a little push and inspiration, and that's what I'm here to help provide for you. We all deserve a life that serves us and those around us, and there's always a way to get unstuck and forge a fresh path to a better you. Now let's get started. Hey everybody, it's Mint. Welcome back to the Better Mint Podcast. I have an incredible guest today. Her name is Chelsea Barbine. Chelsea was truly inspired by her own journey of becoming a mama. She's the founder of Core Care Cultivate, and she helps women embrace motherhood without compromising their sleep, sanity, and self-identity. So Chelsea and I talked a lot about her career and how she left her corporate nine to five, not only once, but twice. And she struggled with that journey um, because, you know, her parents always told her the nine to five was safe. And throughout her journey, it almost proved them right. But then something else happened to prove them wrong. So I want you all to listen. And also for you moms out there, Chelsea has an unpopular opinion that I actually agree with. Take a listen, let me know what you think, and I look forward to introducing you to the one and only Chelsea. Hi, Chelsea. Welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm like very, very honored and so excited to be here. Yeah, well, I'm honored that you said yes. So thank you. So let's just dive in. Can you tell us a little bit about your career path, because right now you work for yourself and you have some really great things that you're doing. Um, So of course I want to get into that too, but can you start sort of from the beginning around, you know, your corporate career and what that journey looked like? Absolutely. Um, It's, I feel like a lot of people would probably say this who are now in the position of entrepreneur, but um, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> I I actually found myself in corporate in a very traditional corporate setting now twice. Um I am the oldest. I am an Enneagram three. I'm a Leo. I'm learning a lot about like my quote unquote chart, like astrology chart. Mm-hmm. Um, which apparently it's like the Western reading. I don't know if people listening okay. are like <laughs> I don't know anything about astrology. It, but you know what? I'm like a wannabe. I'm like, again, I just had one of my girlfriends give me this whole download. Like she called it the dollar store version. I was cracking That's up. That's hilarious. Like I love it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Um, I was dying, but listening to it, I'm like, I'm learning so much about myself. Oh my God, this is so, this is so true. And so wild. Yeah. Um, but with all of that being said, I found myself um, really following the expectation mm-hmm. set on me to right after college, join corporate, like go into that nine to five. And it was not a very gracious (laughs) transition, I will say. 
I graduated in 2014 and the market wasn't great with jobs, especially in marketing, which is what I was specializing in that advertising realm. Yeah. And I was in a temp position for quite some time. Um, actually ready to move back home to Michigan, which is where I grew up for majority of my life. That's so funny, Chelsea. Where do you live now? Now I'm in Pennsylvania. Okay. Cause I thought you were down South, like, what? you know, Eastern seaboard region. Really? You do not have a Michigan accent at all. Like a Midwestern accent. Well, now I've been here. I've been in Pennsylvania now for over nine years. Okay, but you don't have a Pennsylvania accent either. My family, I have family who lives in Philly and their yeah. accent is out of control. Yeah. Oh, okay. yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress. <laughs> no, that's okay. It's, I feel like people, when they meet me, they're like, where, wait, you're like really friendly, <laughs> but you don't have an accent. Like what's happening? Like, where right. are you from? <laughs> Great question. Do you, how much time do you have? So yeah. So, but I ended up getting a call from a job that I interviewed, took a test for like back in August, right? Now it's like October at this point I yeah. graduated in April and they called me and they're like, we want to, we want to chat with you for like a media planning and buying position. And I'm like, Oh my God, I did it. It's like right outside of Philly, which was my whole goal of way up to New York city. I ended up working there for a little over four years, just about four years. And, and what was it again? I was in media planning and buying like there. I was like making my way up, like just waiting for, you know, the next chance to like prove myself. And at the time, um, it was quite a commute for me. Like I lived yeah. in the suburbs and I found a gym that was like, we used to say it was right down the hill from the office. Cause it truly was like, the yeah. setup was wild again, a lot of Hills and the outskirts of Philly. Right. And, um, I started going to the gym and again, to avoid traffic like this, yeah. that was my plan before work started after. And the Pilates instructor that I used to see religiously had asked me if I ever considered getting a certification to teach. And I'm like, can I swear on here? Sorry. I almost just like, oh yeah, it's fine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, me teach? Like, no, like I was like, yeah. thank you. Like, and then I was talking to my, at the time boyfriend, who's now my husband. And he's like, why not? That could be cool. Like yeah. my body's girlfriend. Okay. You know what I'm like? Yeah. You're yeah. Crazy. No. And, um, rolling into like the new year was like, wait a minute, that could be genius. Like I could have a free membership. Why not? Yeah. So I did it and I loved it. And I loved it so much that I decided to leave corporate and there was a new, really shiny, like big box gym opening up in a very wealthy area near the office. Yeah. That I had started then um, teaching at again, part-time with the nine to five. And um, I bought into actually deciding to do it full-time and to truly help people take care of themselves as like my full-time career it was very fulfilling, um, very scary. It was not an easy decision. I think there was, I was very blessed with a lot of support. I was super young we didn't have a family. We didn't own a home. Like the stakes were super low. Were you, and you weren't married at that time. He was still your boyfriend. Yeah. Were you living together? We were living together. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But again, like, oh my God, I think our rent, rent was like 1500 a month. Like it yeah. was like pennies. You yeah. Know? I mean, and when you're in your twenties, it's, it's more palpable to, <laughs> to take the risk, you know? 
And that's exactly what he had told me. He's like, if you don't love it here anymore, you're not feeling challenged. You want to try something new. Like now's the time to do it. And I was like, but what are, what are people going to think? You know, like it wasn't like a straight jump into training 24 seven, like as my full career, it was, I mean, I was a group fitness instructor and then I was exploring into the um, personal training realm, which that was like commission-based. It wasn't hourly, which was a huge shift for me. Um, And I really had to build my own book. So I, when I did decide to leave corporate, I went half-time at the gym and then I was half-time at Lululemon, a local store that we had. So a little bit of like a security blanket. And then once I felt like from a financial perspective, okay, the clientele is there. I can do this. I'm going to leave Lulu and I'm going to give my full energy into, into the gym. And I did yeah. that for probably six months and then COVID happened. Uh. <laughs> and then I was, you know, furloughed like a lot of people and was yeah. just like, fuck, like, yeah, I just made the biggest mistake of my life. Like nobody could have seen that coming though. Like everybody was in that boat. It was terrible. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. And I say, and again, we were young, didn't have a family, didn't have a more, like it was, I mean, in very good health, like my worries were far from. But in the moment, but it's all relative, right? Like in the moment, it's devastating, you know, who, you know, everybody else's worries and issues. Yes. I mean, some are bigger than others, but in your world. I can only imagine like in my twenties, if I, if that ever happened to me, I'd be like, Oh my God, my life is over. You know? Exactly. Especially for, at this point we were engaged. We were four weeks out from our yeah. wedding. Like oh yeah, okay. that's a whole nother story for a different, <laughs> different yeah. episode. Oh my God. I know. But, um, I would sit there on the couch and I was just like, Oh my God, I went to college. I had yeah. the nine to five. I could have been working from home. Like what? I As soon as I like steered off course from like what society told me or what my parents had always hoped. It like me, blew up in your face. It blew up in my face. And I was like, they were fucking right. Like uh, this sucks. How defeating does that feel? It was the cleanest my house has ever been. The most <laughs> fit I had ever been. And the most <laughs> wine I ever consumed. I know. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Oh man. I like, I could do not, Michelle. Like, I would be like looking through the items in the pantry. Cause again, I was yeah. like, cool, let me just pass some time. And it was like right after we decided to postpone the wedding. And I would see like the 4 11 20 like expiration date. And I would just start sobbing. I was like, oh, <laughs> it would be like 4 20, whatever. Like, we would have been married. You know, oh, like, oh my God, God. looking back now, I'm like, I know, I know. Whatever. You still got married that we got that married that July. Oh, okay. Yeah. In 2020. It was in my okay. in-laws backyard. Perfect. You know, the yeah. most, I would say probably rager of a wedding. Oh, of a course. Backyard wedding that yeah. Ever Amazing. That's People awesome. People were like cabin fever. Like, oh like, yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's great. My brother and his fiance at the time had to postpone their wedding too. They got married mm-hmm. a year later, but it just stinks. It's like good for you for figuring something else out and not delaying it, you know, that's resourceful. Thank you. I, in all reality, I feel like that is just my essence and it's probably how I ended up exactly where I am today because here I was like from a professional side of things, feeling like completely defeated. How am I going to support people? You know, like virtual, like that wasn't nearly the same. And I know a lot of people made it work. I had, you know, some colleagues who were able to do it. 
I have a girlfriend who is still now totally running her own show, um, which is amazing. And she's so successful and I'm so happy and proud for her. Yeah. Um, that just wasn't for me. Like I was so yeah. new to it and I, I know. Just, you know, kind of found like myself, like finding stabilization in the club. So I was like, how am I going to be able to like do this outside of it? Like what? Yeah. yeah. And it was at that time where, um, I was trying to like figure out like, what can I do that's going to like provide a little bit more stability and ultimately could marry my like passions together. I still missed, you know, that marketing, that corporate side, the creative side. Um, and I still wanted to really help people and feel very, um, right. like aligned with like what I was helping them with. And I specifically remember the conversation that I was having with my aunt and I was just basically like, I I'm manifesting it right now. Like I'm going to find something. This is my opportunity to like dig deep and figure out what is going to be the hybrid of the two. And with my quote unquote extra time, um, I ended up enrolling in the health coach training program with the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I felt like that it wasn't necessarily the hybrid of the two, but it was me exploring how could I basically like support others in their wellness journey through my own business. And at the time I was like, you know, we were getting married. We were like thinking about, you know, timeline for having children. And I was very much about like preventative um, care and even like just normal, like preparation, so to speak. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure that I was in my most optimal fertile, you know, like yeah. thing, like point in time. And I was like, this could be really neat. Maybe what I end up doing with this certification is like, I launched my own business where it's like supporting your cycle, connecting with your hormones, figuring all that out with your nutrition and your movement. And kind of like a Melissa Wood Tepperberg meets like Alicia Flow or whatever, yeah. the flow living. Yeah. And um, I absolutely loved the course. I was like so attached like to this brand that I was like, shit, maybe I should just like see if they're hiring. Like, let me just like, okay. how, like, how cool would that be? I like work for a company that like does this. And I think a lot of it was fear. I was so scared to like keep on this path of like my own, yeah, my own business. I'd been essentially burned already once. Yeah. And I was like, maybe again, like maybe this is like a safer route, you know, like people tell you like corporate, 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 this, this could be great. If like their education team is like, you know, they're, they're programming if they would be taking on people and they so happened to be, and I somehow got the job and was there for just shy of two years, um, before departing very unexpectedly, um, very quickly. And I found myself in a position of like, oh my God, <laughs> I wasn't safe. I thought I was, and I wasn't. So, so you're there for two years before departing unexpectedly and quickly. What happened? The economy was not great. And like so were you really laid challenging off or... decisions were made. Yeah. And, um, wow. Here I was at that point now with an almost one-year-old with a more, so you had already had your baby. Mm -hmm. You got pregnant. Yeah. Two years, bought a yeah. house. Yeah. We were like, now we were like, I'll say in a sense, living the American dream, you know, yeah. it was just this now it was like basically a departure not on my own terms. Right. It wasn't, right. um, I, I like, I say that, but like also here I was at the time, like 
doing a lot of reflecting in my daughter's first year and just like feeling so deeply appreciative for the experience, the postpartum that I had. And, you know, I'm at an age right now where a lot of my friends are like conceiving, they have kiddos and, you know, whether they're stay at home, part-time corporate themselves, like that was not their experience. Yeah. Like a sense of enjoyment. And I'm like, this like breaks my heart. Like, why, why is everyone suffering so much postpartum? And I was talking with a coach at the time and I was just like, Oh God, if, if I could, like, again, this is kind of like where the passion and the anger are like meeting of just, if I had more time, like I would want to help change the narrative for these moms. And she was like, Chelsea, like, that's so beautiful. Like just do it. And I'm like, again, I I don't want to, I'm already in this, in this nine to five. I had, I had an ideal work-life balance. There were definitely times where like, I felt like I had to choose work over my family, which is, you know, something I'm going to have to live with. Um, so this is pre-layoff. Like this is pre-layoff. You your bayoff, oh, yeah. So yeah. what was it that you were seeing in other women who had kids? What, what, what were they suffering with postpartum? I, I think there was a slew of things, but ultimately that they were finding themselves after years of wanting, of trying and just like praying for this experience of motherhood. Yeah it wasn't what they thought it was going to be. And it was, it was almost like, I don't want to say a letdown, but it was, it was really fucking hard and they felt alone and overwhelmed. And they felt like, you know, a lot of other areas of their life were suffering. And I truly believe the suffering came from the fact that we are told by society that postpartum is like a time frame, right? It's like, whether it's the six to eight week checkup, whether it's, you know, the six months post delivery, whether it's the year, whether it's two, whether it's 10, whatever, whatever's out there, whatever statistic, whatever someone's telling you, right? Yeah. It's like, in a sense, we are conditioned to just endure the shitty times, right? And it's yeah. like, but be super mindful and love the the beauty and the challenge. And it's like a lot of like, it sucks, but like lean into it and yeah, lean into the challenge, but like uh, unpopular opinion, I believe that we're forever postpartum. And if here we have new moms who are like sleep deprived and like feeling resentful in their relationship and just like they're drowning in like the day to day of just the endless tasks that come with motherhood. If they continue to endure that, guess what, guys? Like, I hate to tell you, but it never ends. It I never know. ends. It just changes. It evolves with right. the evolution of your child's development. hundred percent. It's just like, I I look at that. I'm like, I'm myself like real heated right now. But I'm like, <laughs> like, perhaps, again, this may be seen as very selfish, but like, perhaps if more moms were encouraged to like welcome support, And I'm not saying like coming over and just like, you know, truly just holding the baby or just like checking in and like dropping off coffee, like truly allowing people to mother you as you are learning to mother in those very early stages. Yes. What a shift. We can't keep, it's like this, like very classical, like don't get from an empty cup. And it's like, yes, but like people don't understand really, I think what, what the meaning of that is, especially in the depths of like early, early postpartum. And if we allow ourselves to find ourselves in these, like just these patterns of giving and giving endlessly without truly sharing what we need, what we actually need, what we want, how we're going to care for those needs and our wants, 
it is so much harder to dig ourselves out of. It's yeah. so much harder when we're like totally two agree. years in and then maybe shit, maybe we have another. And then we're like, oh, we really can't oh, do it now. Yeah. And then they're like yeah. five years old. And then it's just like, it just continues to go when like, in all reality, yes, you know, perhaps we're not worrying about like, oh my God, are they getting in that tooth or are they crawling soon enough? Or, oh my God, why are they not eating? But then we're worried about them like making the swim team or getting home on time with curfew. Are they hanging out with the right people? Oh my goodness. They're driving. They, actually... they have a license. Oh my God. Yeah. Ugh, oh my it gives God, me like, like just thinking about that ugh. down the road. Ugh. <laughs> and like, I hate to say, but even when they leave the house, you know, times my mom tells me she still worries about me and my husband and my daughter. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah, mom, it's going to be okay. She's like, but it's like the worry, it just grows because like, yeah. then there's more love. There's more people there's that more you care people for. to love. Oh my God. I know. And I know. Like, Holy shit, guys. Uh, Again, we are forever yeah. different. Like life after birth. It's, it's never no that you're ends. never the same, you're but you're also not. Yeah. You're a totally different person forever. And it's interesting, all the things you're saying, um, you know, after I had, even before I had my first daughter, you know, the work situation was unbearable because she would be in daycare from 630 in the morning until at least six o'clock at night. If I got through traffic to get there before they closed. And obviously they're not going to leave my child there if I'm not there on time, but it's a dollar a minute at, for however late I am, you know? And why I'm sitting there like every day looking at all the moms at the bus stop. I was, that was never going to be me and dealing with a commute and working and dealing with, you know, colleagues and stakeholders and, you know, or clients, depending on where I was working. And they're just like dealing with all of that and the stress of it for what, like, why did I become a mom if I can't spend time with my baby? And not only are you saying, you know, you're, you know, there's years of wanting and praying for motherhood and it wasn't what they thought it would be. You, it's hard. You feel alone. You're overwhelmed. And there was no support for, you know, even if you're a full-time working mom, I mean, a full-time stay-at-home mom or a full-time working mom, it doesn't matter. It's, it is interesting because we are also conditioned just to give to everybody else, women in general. Mm -hmm. And so it's funny because, I mean, I know I talk a lot about boundaries. Um, do you find that, and I know we'll get into what you're doing today, but do you find in the women that you've spoken to or what you were realizing during this kind of shift of, I really think I want to help women in this position to, do you find that they just didn't have the right boundaries? Or were they just so lost that they didn't even think about it? Like, because I know I felt really lost. Whenever I had my first daughter, anybody would ask me how I was doing and I would start to cry. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know if that was just because maybe it was a, a little bit of, you know, the post baby blues. I, I don't know. But it's really hard for women. And there's, especially after you have a baby, you want to give everything you have to them. So just curious what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I think here's the thing. The boundaries, boundaries in general are a challenge for women, I believe. Yeah. Um, and I think again, it's like not necessarily boundaries within like, you know, the the overgiving, but it's also the boundaries in like receiving too. Again, this is comes down to like what are what are yeah. our needs, what are our wants. Mm -hmm. 
boundaries plays a huge role of that. And I think, again, it's a lot of the communication that comes with it. Um, but boundaries for moms, oh my God, like I talk about boundaries in my own podcast episodes. Yeah, It is such a pain point for people. You think about the boundaries of, again, even when you are pregnant and you're in those conversations with practitioners, you're thinking about boundaries in labor and delivery. Yeah, You're thinking about boundaries with the potential visitors in the hospital. You're thinking about boundaries when you just get home and you have family members like wanting to come see the baby, wanting to hold the baby, wanting to do this, wanting to do that. Whether it's, again, like you have the greatest relationship with your family members, at the end of the day, sometimes just speaking again to what our needs and what our wants are is so challenging. It is. And then it's the boundaries with like our own like relationships, the intimacy boundaries. It's the boundaries of going back to work. It's the boundaries with other moms in the neighborhood at the mom. Oh my God. It's the boundaries of these play centers. It's the boundaries of your kids going to daycare. It's the boundary. And it, guess what? It never ends. It's the boundaries over the freaking holidays. It's the boundaries of like. Yeah. Literally everything. Boundaries of like what you're doing. And it's interesting. (laughs) Well, I mean, the communication part, like what I've noticed is especially women, like it's really hard for them to really consider the communication piece because they just feel as though if they were to communicate what their boundaries are, it's just automatically going to be contentious. And, you know, like such a hard line of just no, no, no. But um, I think they're, you know, anyway, we don't, we don't have to divulge into all of this boundary stuff, but I, I just think it's, you know, there is a way to shift the mindset so it doesn't have to be a contentious conversation, you know? So focusing on what it is that you value Mm-hmm. and saying yes to those things then if because if you say no to those things that's where the resentment comes in and there is a way to communicate that so I appreciate you saying that because it's really hard it's really hard for women in general to even oh. set them and communicate them 1000 percent. and I think again that's I say this often and I feel like a broken record but motherhood is not meant to be done alone And I think, you know, there's all of this talk about like, it takes a village to raise a child and blah, blah, blah. No, it takes a village to raise a mother. Like Mm -hmm. that village is to support the mom to to support and raise and develop this child. And I say mother again, guys, this is like parents. Parents. parents Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want like the dads to feel left out because I do feel like my husband. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And I'm like, we need more love for the dads. Yeah. I actually, I'm going to, I'm going to manifest this out here. I would love one day for my husband to join and do something to support the dads. Cause I think like dads great. are undernourished, underloved, under supported as well. Totally. And totally agree. I and I just, one comment, I mean, I'm a divorced single mom. My ex-husband is wonderful. We get along great. He lives at the end of my street and oh God, he is, yeah, but he's a like super dad mm-hmm. and it's thankless for him too. Yeah. You know, it's hard for him too. So I love that you, I love that you're going to manifest that out there and I know, like, bring your husband on board. Maybe if I say it enough times, Colin will join me. He's always like, yeah. this is, this is your thing, you know? <laughs> and it's so funny. Cause again, like going back to this, like astrology, little, like, you know, like laugh at the beginning of our conversation. 
one of my girlfriends in looking over the chart, she's like, okay, you got to look at your MC guys. I don't know what that means. So yeah. You're listening. <laughs> just type in what is my MC in astrology and it'll give you whatever yeah. information you have to put in. But, and then like my North node or something like that. Okay. And I kid you not, the MC is like relative to careers and like what is like ideal for like Interesting. Again, my, my date of birth my location of birth, my time of birth, the day, like all of this stuff. Is that similar and to human design? Would you say? I just learned about that. Not like a little bit about that yesterday. It kind of is. I don't know. I mean, again, I like have a human design app and I like don't ever check it again. I okay. Don't be, I like, I don't know anything cool. about it, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> but apparently I'm a cancer MC or my MC is in cancer. Okay. And it's all about like a career around family and supporting others in their family. And it's just like, it's so wild That's crazy to see that piece come up again for me again right. at like this level. Cause it's something again, it's, it's amazing because you know, it's, it's still supporting women specifically and their wellness yeah, and yet it's, it's evolving that wellness around their family. Right. So I believe if you have a healthy mom, they're going to have a much healthier and happier family, therefore a much healthier and happier community. Therefore, and and it just keeps, it's the ripple. Right. Yeah. And I feel like we just, I mean, dads too, as I said, but moms, like they just, they need more nurturing. Do they just need more support? They need more permission, like that permission slip that Brene Brown yes. talks about. Like we need more permission to like, not only ask for it, the deliberately, as you're saying with these boundaries, but we need more support and like being told to like accept it, you know, yeah. there's such this like mm -hmm. belief of this super mom of like doing it all. And let me tell you, I have been a full-time working mom. I've been a part-time work, you know, working mom and I've been a stay at home mom and it's all really fucking hard. Yeah. No what path you choose, there are hard that comes with each of it. And it's yeah. like just ultimately choosing which hard do you which hard feels most fulfilling for you? And then like, what support do you need to get through that? No, well, no. really quick. It's so interesting because you said, you know, permission to ask, but also to accept. I remember being on the subway, heading to work, like eight months pregnant. No, there was no seats available. No men would get up and offer me their seat. And I would always say to people, like, I'd always bitch and moan, like to my husband at the time, like, oh my God, nobody got up. And I was complaining to somebody and somebody else <clears throat> and I, and they were like, but Michelle, if they did offer you the seat, would you have taken it? And I'm like, no, but it's just the purpose. And they're like, that's the problem. You're not accepting the help. You would have said, no, you should say yes. So it gets more people to realize that to offer the help, but we have to also enable it, enable that more. So by accepting it. Do you know what I like? I was like, wow, that was, that's really profound. I never even thought about that. So after that, had anybody offered me a seat? I always said yes because of that. Just in, you know, side note. I bought my girls these awesome markers for Christmas. They're called Doodle Dazzles Shimmer Marker Set. They're non-toxic, acid-free, and safe, recommended for ages five and up, and they're perfect for hand lettering, card making, scrapbooking, all kinds of doodling and drawing. I have a link in the show notes that will get you 15% off any order on their website. They have things other than these Doodle Dazzle shimmer markers as well. They have fun pens, coloring books, 
bundles, take a look and click on the link in the show notes to get 15% off your order. Okay, so I want to shift a little bit because, um, you know, you were pregnant, you had your baby, you bought a house, and then you had all of these thoughts in reflecting on your daughter's first year while you're working. And what happened at that point? Because you're still working, you're reflecting on your daughter's first year. So you have all of these thoughts that you shared with us. What was next? Yeah, so it really was leading up to the unexpected layoff that I was sitting with all of this. And I was chatting with the coach and, you know, sharing with her, like, I just, if I had more time, like, this is like, I would love to do this. Yeah. And she was like, tell us like, you know, that's beautiful. Like do it. And I'm like, I just told you if I had more time, like I was already working, you know, a traditional 40 hour week, like, yes, it was balanced, but I didn't want to be away from my family nights. I didn't want to be away from them on the weekends. Like I had worked weekends you know, working at the gym and everything like that. I didn't want that, especially with a family. Yeah. And she's like, just journal with it. Journal. The universe always God, the universe, higher power you believe in. Like it always provides. I do believe if you tell them what you want, again, going back to that, knowing what you want, what you need you, if you ask for it, it will find its way to you. And I, I love that. I shit you not the universe provided real quick. And I wish I had the date of that journal entry. I actually have the journal here right next to me. You do? Of course I do. Um, I say that as in like everyone has their journal. Them. I'm just <laughs> well, like, can you share a snippet of it? Oh my like, God. I am I'm really. to find it. I'm not. I have not manifested much. But in doing all of these podcast interviews, a lot of people talk about it and mm-hmm. swear by it. And so I actually signed up for Gabby Bernstein's, um, what is it? The 20 day manifesting chat, 21 day in January. So I'm going to, I'm going to try it. Um, but I'm really curious because I, I also believe that the universe will deliver. Um, and they always throw the same challenge in front of your face until you Mm -hmm. change it or fix whatever's wrong. And I was, um, interviewing another person who's a Reiki coach and she used to be in corporate. And she said to me, Michelle, what you don't change, you choose. And it's so true. Um, Right now I have, you know, some things going on in my full-time career. And part of me is like, do I want to up-level or do I want to focus more on what my passion is? which has nothing to do with my full-time career. Mm. And so if I choose my full-time career, I'm not changing it. And so that means I'm choosing, you know, yeah. what you don't change, you choose. So it's just an interesting mindset shift. And it almost forces you to think about, okay, the courage and being brave to take action. But anyway. Um, thank you for sharing that. That was beautiful. Oh, of course. <laughs> Like, I feel like everyone listening, write that down, (laughs) write that down. Oh, I'm like, oh my God. So she told you to journal on it and manifest it. And then that's when you're like, your job just unexpectedly was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I wouldn't say like right after, you know what I mean? Um, Right. But it's interesting. Like it was, it was very quickly, very quickly, like within like, within a couple of months had yeah. to have been, 
if not weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, because I remember like sitting there and being like, all right. Like I'm like looking up, I'm like, that was a little too soon. Yeah. No, 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 I was no, not no, expecting no. that. No, wow. but truthfully, I do think, um, I mean, everything happens for a reason. You know, yeah. I say that I remind myself that all the time. And it's like, I'm very much a person who likes to try to make sense of it and be like, okay, so I get that this is happening, but like, why is it happening? What's the reason? It's like, tell us, like, you know, it doesn't make sense until you look back at it, you know, just like, let yeah. it be like, let it just release, be present with it. And it's so much easier said than done. Um, yeah. but yeah, I got the news and I remember my husband was at his office that day. Of course, you know, my daughter's with my mother-in-law and I'm just yeah. like, just huge oh, emotional release yeah. of like, oh my God, I thought I was safe. Like I yeah. thought I was safe. Ugh, I just got the chills. Yeah. Yeah. It was just one of those things where it was like, okay, so clearly I'm not, you know, again, this whole point with corporate is like, and there's no like ill feelings, bitterness. When again, of course I was so upset and I was so yeah, shocked. Well, it's, and, yeah, you know, it's it took a little bit of a hit. Horrible. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I, I really do believe that again, this, this is the path that I was put on and I learned so much, so much at that, at that position in that company. And I grew so much as a person. I mean, Jesus, I became mom, you know, and yeah. like professionally, I gained a lot of confidence and here I was, I was just finding myself like, okay, let me sit with this. A lot of my instinct was like, I'm going to look on indeed, like all LinkedIn. I yeah. Been years. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, it's cringe. You I know? know. I know. And, um, that was like my initial, my initial panic. And, um, of course, after I told my husband and I cried to my mom on the phone and, <laughs> yeah. um, but I, everyone, every single person had told me, allow yourself a beat, allow yeah. yourself a minute. And it really was true for me. Like here I was, you know, again, I shared even for myself, motherhood wasn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. It was really freaking hard. And it was, yeah. you know, learning this, this whole dynamic of like, loving to be very fulfilled in roles that I did not identify under as mom, while also really loving being a mom. And I was just like, very appreciative for having a job, a career that I felt very fulfilled by. And I felt like if I wasn't going to be with my daughter, at least I'm working with people that I would want to hang out with outside of work. And Mm -hmm. I was doing something that I was incredibly passionate about. And that I really enjoyed and I could do for my own home. Like how amazing. Yeah. It was just like whether I was to go back into the, you know, work field of like corporate America, or if I was going to like figure out this part-time dynamic or start my own business, like it had to be something that was equally, if not more fulfilling, if I was going to yeah. put my daughter back in day, like keep her in daycare. Yeah. And that was a huge thing for, you know, my husband and I to like navigate. And I remember, you know, of course it was very conveniently <laughs> middle of summer in which I was laid yeah. off. And was this being, last summer? When was this? Summer 2023. Oh, this wow. Like so happened. this is new. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And um, he was like, listen, you know, like sit with it, figure out what you're going to do, but don't rush into anything, you know? Okay. Like, I like that. It's, it's going to be okay. And I'm like, what? Like, but how do you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's like, it'll be fine. Like, it, everything always figures itself out, Chelsea. We've dealt with so much mm-hmm. thrown yeah. at us. You have. Yeah. And like it all, we figured it out. And I'm like, so, oh, but we have this family, you know, and again, it's I like, know, it's very easy to find yourself it wanting is. to spiral. And it, it is in those moments of like, 
not thinking about it and just living the life that I wanted to live, you know, being with my daughter, going down the shore, you know what I mean? Like not um, sitting there in front of my computer scrolling for job openings that I ultimately came to the realization of, wait a minute, like I've been putting out there to the universe that like, I want to support moms. I want to build this community. I want to help them experience postpartum differently. Holy shit. Now I have the time to do it. Yeah. Like, because I wouldn't, I would not have left my job. I, I can tell you that wow. I would never have left because it felt too, too good to be true, to be there. Yeah. How could I want to leave that? You know? Yeah. Well, like you said, and this is something that I recently, it kind of really started resonating with me more recently is that corporate is not safe. It's just not. And a lot of people think, oh, well it is, you know, in terms of I have my benefits, I have my vacation time, it's set, I can be flexible, you know, especially post COVID with a lot of people working either from home or hybrid, but it's not safe because you're working under the control of a company or corporation or someone else's business. And it's up to them to decide what's best for them. And truly, we as people who work for those companies are really just a number. And it's really unfortunate. Um, so granted, look, I mean, I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not grateful for my job or where my career has led me today. But um there's no guarantees in corporate either. And there's no guarantees in working for yourself for different reasons. It's thank you for saying that um, because it's true. So not thinking about it brought you clarity in what you wanted to do. So that was over the summer. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Where have you taken this? Tell me everything. Yeah. So I I have a background in content creation. And again, in thinking about like how how can I help women experience postpartum differently? You know, again, this is what I believe we are forever postpartum. Yeah. And there's such an emphasis on planning for birth and having your birth support team and all of this. Right. And then it's like, where, where does like, where does the ball kind of drop in a sense? Yeah. Okay. Golden hour is done. Let's you go to that. You leave the hospital, you go home. And even that's it. Like, even like you go to recover. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. I've attended two births before my own daughter was born. Seriously. Was like, wait a minute. You go to a different room? Like, yeah. What? Again, because I was only in the, you know, in the labor room. So, right, like, right, right. You shift and it's like, oh, wait a minute. Okay. It's great because you have this amazing, there is a, another spot in heaven, I believe, for those postpartum nurses. Cause I'm just yeah. like, bless oh, I you. <laughs> just like, oh, my goodness. Um, And then, you know, you're in this like little bubble and again, you're like super high with those hormones and you're like feeling the love and everyone's texting you and you're just like, oh, and like little clues. And if anything goes wrong, you have someone there to be like, oh my God, what's happening? And they're like, it was a burp. It's going to be okay. Yeah. (laughs) And then it's like, you come home and you're on your freaking own. And it's like, oh my God. And then like, of course, that's when like, they don't want to sleep throughout the night. And oh yeah. Like, Period. No, there's, there's steps involved. It's yeah. like, that's when the swelling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's still, like there's just so much, you don't have food being delivered to you. I like, know you're in pain Yeah, and the baby's not eating nonetheless you like, like you're and not sleeping. Just, yeah. yeah. And it's like, oh my goodness. So for me, you know, I was kind of like thinking like, I, 
I, I do pride myself on not only preparing for, you know, labor and delivery. Cause I was so freaking fearful of childbirth. I was so really, I actually yeah. read the book childbirth without fear by Grantley Dickman nice. because I was so terrified. scared, so terrified, <laughs> so terrified. I'm like, give me all the drugs, but like, I didn't yeah. want the drugs, you know? <laughs> and, um, I will say it is possible, you know, to do it without. And again, it comes down to the support. I yeah. wouldn't have had the birth that I had without my doula and my husband there. Yeah. You know? And it's like, and also too, with the midwife that ended up delivering, yeah. it would have been totally different with an OBGYN or an OB, mm-hmm. whatever they're called. And it's like, I, I think that's a huge piece of it is like the support and almost like this plan yeah. for after. So yeah, I hadn't, I had envisioned like this fourth trimester guide. And I was, you know, again, in this era of like, I have all this time in the world, met up with right. one of my girlfriends who's a mom as well. Our daughters are like six weeks apart. It is uh-huh. the freaking best. Yeah. And we're walking through a local park and I'm like word vomiting all this stuff. And she's yeah. like, this is beautiful. But like, I think you need to start a podcast. Like, sure. Like create the guide, oh, nice. the PDF, whatever. But like, yeah. you need a podcast. And I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, yeah. I'm not starting a podcast. <laughs> like, what do you think I am? And she was like, tell us, like, think about it. Like, how do you, as a mom, how do you consume all of your stuff? It's audio. You don't oh, have time yeah. to sit there and read a book you don't. and all this. And I'm like, yep. oh, that's interesting. And I'm like, well, what would I even talk about? And she's like, all of this. You all the stuff all you just this. told me about. <laughs> yep. And I'm like, ah, yeah, okay. And she's like, all right. Seriously, though, if this doesn't happen within the next year, we're going to revisit this conversation because you need to get like this. Moving. Yeah. And she's like, because I would want to listen, you know? Yeah. And um, sure enough, a week after, two weeks after of that, I see a, a post from Kathy Heller about the podcast mm-hmm. course. Yep. And I was like, again, like looking around, I'm like, okay, universe, this yep. is weird. <laughs> the same and, thing happened um, to me. Yeah. Except nobody told, I'm, I actually did a spirit guide meditation and something in that in that stillness said to me, like, do a podcast. And I had no clue what I would even do it on. Not even like half of a topic. And what shows up is Kathy Heller's ad on Facebook. <laughs> freaking wild. Yeah, the, for the free version. Yes. I'm, like, well, yes. free. I'm going to do it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just look, see what she says. Same. And it was a no brainer to do the full course, but like, yeah. and here we are. But anyway. Oh my God. So you're funny. Power. I was like, talking to my husband. I'm like, I don't know. Like, should I do this? But Kelsey was on the call and she was all about like how much her podcast helped her like cultivate her clients and all that. I'm like, yeah, interesting. Yeah. And truthfully, you know, I had seen myself as like a coach, like a one-on-one coach, you know, and again, that's what I took a certification for. So I was like, when I do launch, this is what I'm going to offer. And here I found myself just loving the podcast and like, I love most it. Yeah. Importantly, crazy loving the, the reaction of the guest specifically fellow mom guest, like without the title, you know, the moms yeah. who came on and were sharing their stories. Yeah. And I was like, this is it. It's the container for others to share their experience. Yeah. And then it was like, holy shit. And then others are seen they see themselves in others' experience and they're like, I'm not alone. Yeah. This is yep. great. Like, that's incredible. So um, coming in 2024, I don't know when this episode is going to drop, but maybe it's already existing and out in the world now. I don't know. Um, I'm, I could like have tears like sharing this, um, but there will be the first ever The Cultivate Crew, which is going to be a virtual 
postpartum support group for women. Oh, I like that. The Cultivate Crew. Yeah. And um, it's really going to be a space for women to show up however they are. I mean, truthfully, whether you have your third time reheated cup of coffee and monitor next to you. Mm -hmm. Speaking of this is cold. (laughs) Yep. Same. But on your head, baby on the boob, you're running from a workout class. Your clothes are still damp because you're just trying to make time for yourself. It's Mm -hmm. like, I do not care. No one else does. Yeah. Come join us. Like come with us. We're going to hash it out. And I'm really just within each of those sessions, I'm going to share um, my four-step care method of just really like allowing ourselves to like connect within first. Yeah. You know, we'll go through a beautiful meditation of sorts um, and then really then acknowledge like, okay, so we've connected. Like now that we're connected, we've <clears throat> recentered, we're back within ourselves, like acknowledge like what's coming up for us, what's happening allowing for some time with um, like some hot seat coaching, some breakout groups so they can kind of help each other like reframe their situations yeah. and what's happening. Yeah. And then I don't want to share the last one because I want it to be like somewhat of a surprise for people. Who are okay. Coming. And, but then we'll end with like a little something at the end to like okay. really help them take that higher frequency with them outside of the call, outside okay. of that, that container. I love um, because at the end of the day, like there are so many of us who are going through the same shit and we just don't know about it. You yeah. know, we kind of feel like, oh my God, what's wrong with me? Like, yeah. how are they, how, how is it so much easier for them with two or three kids? And like, I'm yeah. struggling with the one or like, you know, yeah. why does no one at work get it? Like, I'm just like trying to keep my shit together, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you come back from work and everyone's like, oh my God, how was your little vacation? Like, where are the yeah. baby? And they're like, you're like, dude, I have spit up on my shoulder right now. Like, are you kidding me? Right now? Like, <laughs> like, here we are. And it's just like, I think just having that safe space, not only for like the tears and like the overwhelm to be shared, but also yeah. like the comedic relief. Like we all yeah. need it, you know? And I think totally. It's, oh, that's awesome. such a abundance of emotions, you know? Yeah, it really is. It really to is. share with others who really get it. That's but awesome. Okay. So yeah. that's coming in early 2024. Yeah. Amazing. And what's your podcast called? My podcast is Cultivate with Chelsea. Um, and it's all about navigating life postpartum mama to mama. Um, so I share like some solo reflections on there. And kind of, I'm fully in the trenches. I think that's something really unique about the Cultivate crew is like as the quote unquote facilitator, you know, yeah. like, yeah. I feel like so stuffy using that word, but just, you know, yeah, it's I am guiding it. Yeah. Um, I am like fully in the trenches with these yeah. moms. Yeah. Um, my daughter is a year and a half now. Like we're approaching that. And like I'm still in the sleep regressions. I'm still yeah. in the teething phase. I'm still in the snot brigade. Yeah. You know what it's I mean? It's gonna be like, a while. Yeah. Yeah. And then you go into like the they call it the terrible twos, but three is worse. Like it's that's what I hear. You know, it's so yeah. hard. And it's just and no matter, you know, my daughters are almost eight in early January and ten. And it it's still hard just for different reasons. And like, while the, those years of, you know, the year and a half, two, three, four, even up to five, I'm like, oh my God, when can I, when do I need to stop following my daughter around everywhere she goes so she doesn't hurt herself? Mm -hmm. So I remember like being able to, like my nieces were over and I was able to sit down and talk to my brother and my sister-in-law with coffee without worrying. They were all off in, you know, playing. And I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know, 
I just remember that relief. But although that hard is over, it's a new hard that comes. So I, I really think what you're doing is amazing. And as you grow as a mom, I think the Cultivate crew will too. And I think, oh my God, I'm excited for this. Thank you. I have like Great. goosebumps hearing you say, and I'm like, truly it's, it's not again, cause it's a forever thing. So it's it like is. The hope is to, to really, um, be again, like that, that guide, um, yeah. for those like-minded moms who are like a little crunchy, you know, but yeah. also like, <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's just err on the side of caution sometimes, you know, totally. And yeah. like, truly like it's judgment free. Yeah. Like I'm, yeah. yes, there are a lot of things that I feel like I have excelled at in motherhood. And I also don't have that baby book done guys, you know, like yeah, I, I know. sent my daughter to daycare with a runny nose today and yeah. like a little, I mean, you know, and right. I'm like judging myself. Right. My sister's no. like, did you give her like Tylenol or Motrin to hide a yeah. fever? I'm like, no, she's like, then you're good. You're not a bad mom. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm dying. I remember those days. It's crazy. Yeah. Again, oh it's my like, God. It's like, I still, all, it's still, yeah. We're all in it, you know? We are. Again, we like, are. Who, who was that person that I called? It was my sister. I yeah. love my husband dearly, but it's like, again, right. as the mom, it. like he I does, see things but he doesn't. You do. Exactly. And you have this mom intuition, like this gut feeling about things. So yeah. it is different. Well, Chelsea, thank you. Thank you. This has been such an awesome catch up and chat. And I'm really excited to see what you do with all of this. Mm-hmm. And you're on to some really great things. And everybody go listen to Cultivate with Chelsea. It's live. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, we're cranking. I think it's like awesome. the 10th episode's releasing Amazing. Saturday. So yeah. And you do one, do you do episodes once a week? Once a week. Yeah. Awesome. Like right now, every Saturday they drop, I'm like, is that the most ideal time? And I'm like, in motherhood, it is doesn't it really matter. No, time? there no. isn't. whenever, whenever, you know, you listen to it when you, when you can. And I think it's, um, it's really admirable what you're doing and people need it. So thank you. I'm excited to see what you do with it. And, um, I just appreciate your time. And again, I'm honored that you were here today. Thank you so much for having me anytime. If you like this show and you're getting something out of it and you know, people who will too, tell them about it, tell them all about it. Everyone deserves to get unstuck and live the life they want and deserve. So subscribe to us on the podcast platform you listen on, and please leave me a review. Join our Instagram page and our Facebook community, start connecting with other members and posting ideas and comments to brainstorm with each other about how to get out of the rut you're in. Tell us what issues you're experiencing and what questions you have. Use our community as a support system. And I'm really happy to announce that as a result of the childhood trauma healing work that I've done over the past year and a half, I've used my knowledge and expertise to formulate my three yes boundary method. It's a four week one-on-one coaching program to help ambitious and successful full-time working women become less burnt out, less resentful, and increase their self-confidence by learning how to say yes to the things they value most in their life that are aligned with their passions and purpose without sacrificing their own needs. Together, we'll establish that list of what you value most so you can feel good about saying no to what doesn't align in order to feel at peace and worthy of the life and career you want and deserve. One conversation, one boundary at a time. So come experience that freedom with me and book a free 20 minute consultation on my website, which is linked in the show notes. We can evaluate whether or not working together is the right fit. It was so awesome to hang out with you today. 
and I look forward to next week on the Betterment Podcast.